Welcome to No Room for Phonies. It's mid-September. It's a very rainy Sunday morning and I have my coffee and I'm going to talk to you about one of my favorite subjects, setting goals. That sounds crazy to you. Everybody's got to have a favorite subject and that is one of mine. Goals are what our desires become when we set deadlines and bring them to reality. And I love accomplishing things. So today I'm going to talk to you about why bother, do we need them, uh, tips and tricks for goal setting, what I do as a goal setter, and my whole idea of knowing yourself and being the best version of yourself and goal setting actually makes me the best version of myself so without further ado why bother setting goals and I find that for me um, setting goals uh, gives me confidence I get confidence from getting things done from monitoring my progress and from doing the right thing and living by my value system and aiming to be the best version of myself. So um, for me, I retired and then all of a sudden I went from like a 14 hour day, 15 hour day to with so many things that I had to accomplish to literally pretty much nothing and to back to being a homemaker and with all these hours that had opened up in my life and I didn't want to stop I wanted to keep moving forward I wanted to keep uh, accomplishing things so I immediately I got myself a book and I started setting goals because uh, if I didn't, I could just get through the day kind of not thinking about anything or not getting anything accomplished. And I take days like that. I love a day where I just sit and read a book all day. I do that all the time. But I have my goals. And uh, I exercise regularly and that improves my focus and my memory and manages stress and prevents depression. I'm fearless and I keep working and taking risks and trying things. I've tried all kinds of things since I um, retired. I tried quilting that is successful but one of the things I've tried is a quilting blog for quiltsocial.com. If you're a quilter it's a great place to have a look for ideas but um, I didn't know what it was like to write a blog now my blog is edited by someone who doesn't always like my ideas, which is fine with me, but um, it was a risk for me. Um, I want to be able to stand up for myself, follow through, think long term and make sacrifices for, for the future. I mean, now we are kind of in a in a holding pattern. We had planned a trip this summer, which didn't happen, but um, we are talking about our future and we're looking at, we've re, um, re-stained and re-sanded a table and done all kinds of things around our house 
that um, we wouldn't have done had we not sat and talked and set some goals and got and got things done. Uh, one of the things that I have found since uh, retirement that is refreshing is that I, I really don't have to care about other what other people think and I can do the things that I want to do. When you work, you're in a work environment and you have other people's opinions all the time. Not that you have to care about them, but um, it does impact you. But here, I do more of what makes me feel fulfilled. I read, I write, I take a course online, I um, knit, I sew, I spend time with people I care about. I get to be a compassionate caring giver, which is something I love to do. I was able to run out and get uh, some nice mums and put them on people's porches uh, in the last few weeks. Just that is more of a fulfillment for me than it is for um, the person that I give it to. I love to be able to bring a bright spot to someone else's day. I have created space in my house for what I love. I have books on my shelves. I have a sewing room. And I want to, in my retirement, enrich my life. And I want to recharge and reconnect with the creative parts of me that I used in my job or being organized, knowing what came next putting thing, you know, put making priorities. Those are all things that I was really, really good at connecting with people. Um, so I want to connect with those things in my retirement because those are what's part of my best self and my core values. I also think that goals help you avoid bad habits and negative mindsets like hanging out with naysayers. One of my goals is to be around people who are positive for the most part. I mean, I also don't really try not to hang out with people who don't appreciate me for who I am. I'm retired now. I don't have to hang out with a whole bunch of people at work that I'm stuck with because of where we work and what we do. I'm going to say this morning that I'm enjoying a really nice cup of hot black coffee. Um, I don't want to watch too much TV. I don't want to be involved in um, focusing on negative or bad relationships or <clears throat> being bored. So I turn on the news and listen to all that. I think if you're not focused and you don't have goals that you can slide into being a victim pretty quickly. And I, I know that at the beginning of my retirement, when I wasn't focused and kind of wasn't on track, I, I would, you know, spend time thinking about how I was victimized, how, how I have been victimized. And, uh, you know, just the whole idea of your thoughts are your worst enemy um, then you start believing you're not worthy and you start th seeing things as obstacles rather than opportunities and believing that, you know, everything is permanent. You know, then you start thinking about your health and wellness and, oh, now and now you're going to get sick and n nothing's ever going to be better. All those absolutes and feeling just shaped by your past and believing you can't do something and believing that life is a struggle 
which it is at times, like that's just how life is. But goals take you out of that mindset. And I often have 15 things on my list to do in a day, which I'll talk about later. But it, this has to help me take control of my life. And my list is my list. Sometimes my husband will say to me, well, what's on your list today? And I'll say, well, those are my things. You have your own list. You do your own things. You're not doing the things off my list. Those are my things to do. Those are things that I feel I can accomplish. And it kind of broke me out of this autopilot of getting up in the morning, going for a walk, and then trying to figure out what I was going to do for the day. And I'm living a life of my own conscious creation. I choose the things I want to do. And with built into my goals is, is flexibility. When my friend calls and says, oh my gosh, my babysitter crashed and I need help. I can do those things too because I can adjust my list. I can pull things out and I can remember that one of my core values is to really connect with people and make their make the life of people in my circle better. So that kind of control lets me be proactive and flexible, spontaneous, but be able to take charge and think about what I want for myself and get maximum results. Because my goals are based on my core values. And I have laser focus about my purpose in life. So I know what I want to spend my time and energy on. I have accountability to me. I don't have to worry about getting other people's approval. I can just have accountability to me. I don't know if you can hear in the background, but it is pouring rain here. Like pouring. So anyway, welcome to fall. And I'm motivated every day. I get out of bed. Oftentimes I get out of bed between uh, 6.30 and 7.30 and either take a bike ride or, you know, work on a social media post or do something. There's always something that I have to do when I get up in the morning or that I'm motivated to do. And uh, I remember when I was a teacher and principal and I would have students who had uh, fear, phobia for school. And one of the things that really did work was giving them a focus when they got to school. So I would have kids come in and help me distribute this or send out this or walk things around to teachers or do all kinds of things. And it was interesting because the parent would be able to say to them in the car, remember, you need to get into school because Mrs. Both needs you to do blah, blah, blah. So that kind of focus helps you be the best you can be and achieve your highest potential and stretch beyond your normal self. So, I mean, you can set short, medium, long-term goals as well as life vision goals. And I kind of set those in my you know, legacy years. How do I want people to remember me? I want them, you know, to remember me as optimistic and kind and caring and as a person who was always growing and trying new things. And there are all kinds of different kinds of goals, love and relationships. I mean, I still have goals for my husband and I now that we are in a stage of our lives where we don't have to worry about our kids so much. 
let that sink in for a minute. We do, still do worry about our kids a lot, but their day-to-day -day lives are pretty much their own. They're not getting up in the morning waiting for us to do anything for them. They are often doing living their own lives. But our relationship, what's it going to look like between um, 60 and 100 or however long we, we live? I want it to be active and fun and restful and peaceful. And so those are the kinds of things that we're working on, establishing those kinds of, of routines. Career and educational goals. I, I don't have career goals anymore. I, I don't want to have a career. If I'm forced at some point to go get a job, it's going to be, uh, uh, when things settle down, it's going to be a Walmart checkout job. Like I don't want a high intensity that kind of job anymore I have educational goals though I want to learn things I'm I, I think I've mentioned before I'm taking the cognitive behavior therapy courses and doing some of those things we have goals for personal finance health and recreation just our routine responsibilities which are you know get our bills paid get rid of a, a loan that we have um all those put aside money for a trip, all those kinds of things, um, cleaning out closets, painting, all those kinds of things. We have goals for social contribution, maybe volunteering somewhere, doing something. And I have personal growth goals for more self-awareness, more self-management, more self-regulation. For me, setting goals is a choice, and for everyone, setting goals is a choice, but so is freedom, eating right and making strong connections. I want to be free, and goals help me feel free because they allow me to do the things that are important to me and support who I am as a person. Albert Einstein said, if you want to live a happy life, tie to a goal, not to people or things. I thought about that a lot and uh, I think that's that's good because um, let's have expectations around goals and not around people or things. Things break as we found in our house when we lost three appliances in a week and our pool thing broke and these are all first world problems but it's like okay let's just keep going because everything's breaking and uh, so, and people disappoint us. So if our expectations are around um, people, we're going to be disappointed. But if our expectations are around our goals and being the best person we can be, we're not going to be disappointed because we're good enough today and we will be better tomorrow. It's more important than ever to keep setting goals once you're in your 50s because they keep you focused and it measures your progress and you stay locked in and undistracted. And for me, I just avoid procrastinating the day away. Goals are simple tools to focus your energy in positive directions. They mind change all the time. Sometimes I'll think, oh, I'm going to do this in a day. And then a friend calls and says, oh, do you want to help me with this or do this or do that? And I just adapt and change and drop something and move it to the next day or whatever. And I, it does not stress me out. My husband has, and I have had this discussion because sometimes at work, when I was working, I'd have 30 things in a day that I needed to accomplish. And 
Short term, it might have been, I want to be outside in the morning to greet the kids. Um, I want to be in seven classrooms today for at least 20 minutes. Like, I had those kinds of goals. I need to get this report into the superintendent. But if I didn't get it, if I didn't get that goal accomplished, then I moved it to the next day. Like, I, did, I was not, it does not stress me. So there are seven deadly sins of goal setting. I'm going to read, I'm going to share them with you. Not writing your goals down. I have a book. Having unclear motives. So be accurate, wise, and mature. Setting unrealistic goals. Not having a plan. Not taking action. Losing focus. And not following through. So those are <clears throat> the seven deadly sin sins of goal setting. I'm going to read them one more time. Not writing them down. Having unclear motives. Setting unrealistic goals, not having a plan, not taking action, losing focus, and not following through. Prioritize, organize around the priorities, and discipline yourself. You need motivation to change, willingness to monitor the behavior, willpower to make it happen. So I always set my goals in a positive tone. I focus on the process, not the outcome. I have a little contract with myself to get things done in certain periods of time. I clear out old stuff to make room for new. I visualize what I want. I make a specific plan. I keep that plan visible and I reward myself when I'm done. With a glass of wine, a new book, a nice cup of coffee, whatever it is, um, I do it. So what does it look like for me? My life vision is to be kind and generous, to speak the truth and stand up for what is right, to do hard things, stay optimistic, be pas have passion and compassion, integrity and optimism, kindness and generosity. So I've always been a list maker and I love the feeling of checking things off my list. I started, when I started feeling lost after retirement, I started looking around the house and making lists of things that needed to be done. The bathroom needed to be painted. The kitchen cupboards need to be, um, all the stuff pulled out and washed and things need to be organized and upgraded and sorted. And so I got myself a book with, that had room for, for me to make a list in and I would make a list for every day. Last night I sat down and I made my weekly goals. At the end of every month I make monthly goals so that there are things I want to accomplish uh, in a month. One of my goals is to be encouraging to five people a week in whatever form that takes because it keeps me focused outside of myself. The, the podcast and the blog need, need that mean that I need to be focused and that I have a couple of solid deadlines and those help me. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm always going to want that, but at this stage in my life when I'm, you know, kind of trying to adjust to not having <clears throat> like a regular work schedule, I like um, that. Taking an online course means I have a focus and I want to accomplish that within a time frame. I know where I want to be a year from now, how I want to feel, what I want to do, and what I want to be as a person. And so I have not arrived. So my three goals for the end of this year 
are to accept all the behavior of those around me and just go on. Let them make their own choices, even if it has a negative impact on me. I'm not going to um, let that, you know, if somebody chooses not to call me back or invite me or visit me or whatever, I'm just moving on with my own life because I don't want to be involved um, in drama. I want to ditch drama. I'm using my free will. My second goal is to use my free will to police my thoughts and not react with emotion, but rather stick to my standards and boundaries and just move forward. And I also want to, my third goal is to live completely authentically. What's the point of living life as someone you're not? Don't hide your true self. Strive to be genuine, honest, and authentic in everything I do. And then I'm going to find that life is much easier and more enjoyable when I'm comfortable in my own skin. And I have um, felt that I have had time to really examine that. And I found that I am the same person I was when I was working. I'm just a more relaxed version of myself. And that's not a bad thing at all. So um, I set monthly goals and they're more specific, like to get a blog post done and two podcasts done and read, you know, a certain number. I try to read about 10 books a month, a variety of genres and um, nonfiction, fiction, all that stuff. Um, I have uh, goals around the house this month, this past month in September. Well, this month, sorry, in September, I had goals around getting some canning done. I did some small batch preserving that I can use as Christmas and birthday gifts and all those kinds of things. And it's so fun when it's somebody's birthday to like grab them a bottle of wine, but then be able to go down into the basement cold room and get out, you know, some marmalade or some chutney or something that you've made homemade and send that along as part of a birthday gift. So that was a goal for me um, in uh, September is to get some canning done and uh, to celebrate, you know, and to encourage people. That's a goal for me uh, to do. Um, You don't have to have like this amazing vision. A vision for your future can be as simple as making a difference in the life of one other person. That's it. You don't have to, um, you know, want to, uh, you know, start a company or start an agency or start a volunteer group or whatever. It it, it is as simple of that as that. And that's what I uh, focus on. My long-term commitment to myself, my short-term day-to-day 15 things that I want to try to accomplish and my 10 things that I want to get through, you know, in a month. So it's, it's, it's exciting for me. And then I have to know my bad habits in order to stick to my goals. So I have a tolerance for naysayers and sometimes I don't speak up. And part of that is because sometimes I fear, you know, I'm going to get rejected if I say something that somebody else doesn't want to hear. And I do have a, I have had a tendency to be with people who don't appreciate with me. I think that comes from being a boss is that you're not always appreciated for the work that you do. And so I try not to spend a lot of time. Um, So I just want to make sure that the bad habits that I have don't impact 
my ability to move forward and become a better person and meet my goals. So there are eight principles for goal setting and I love these. Uh, we have all the resources we need. We don't need anything more to start setting a goal. You don't need a fancy book or a fancy pen or you know some online program. You need a piece of paper maybe and a pencil and um, the desire to move forward. And I think sometimes real courage is facing our fears. That's one of the principles it is. Um, real courage is saying, you know, no, I'm not going to put up with people saying negative things about people anymore. And so when that happens in a group, I'm going to speak up, even though that person, you know, even though they may not invite me back to that group. The third principle is that you are where you need to be. And uh, I believe that everything does happen for a reason. We don't understand it right away, but generally we are where we need to be. The fourth principle is if we never go, we'll never know. And I love that saying, if you don't try it, you're never going to know. Five is one of my favorites, as include as many others as you can. For me, being part of a quilting group has been way more than being part of a quilting group. Uh, yes, I've learned to quilt and I'm doing, you know, some really fun things with quilting. But being part of with that group of women as mentors has been the world for me as a retirement. They're ahead of me in retirement. And so it helps me as well. Then my my other uh, group is people who are actually retired and I have a very close friend and we meet for breakfast and talk about our lives and our 20-something kids and what we're struggling with and that's huge for me. And then I have my younger friends who have little kids and maybe I'm slightly more of a mentor to them. But all of those people that you include is just so important uh, for goal setting. You have to accept people for who they are and you have to accept things for what they are and you have to keep going until you get there. So the eight principles, you have everything you need to do it. You need to show courage. You're where you need to be. You gotta go or you'll never know. Include as many people as you can. Accept people for who they are. Accept things for what they are and keep going till you get there. I think one of the most important things about goal setting is also knowing yourself. What are you good at? I'm good at planning meals and cooking for others. I love doing it. It's, I, you know, over COVID, I didn't do it obviously because it wasn't appropriate, but making muffins and cookies and soups and dropping things off for people, quilting and sewing, reading people and knowing how authentic they are. I'm good at that learning patterns and knitting and getting frustrated and handing it to my husband who's an expert knitter to fix. I'm good at that. Writing, encouraging and optimism. I'm good at that. Moving out of my comfort zone and challenging other people. I'm good at common sense and rational decision. I'm really good at organization and staying on top of things and being prepared. I'm good at sharing with others. And I'm good at courageous conversations, honesty and problem solving. So know yourself, make a list of the things you're good at and set your life goals around those things. You get to do that in retirement. You get to do that in your 50s. 
What do I love about myself? I ha- I'm healthy and I have stamina. So I can do a lot of things. The exercise goals and the activity goals are, are make sense for me. And they may not make sense for everybody, but it, you got to know yourself. What's my life vision to create a better everyday life for the people in my circle and beyond with integrity and honesty, continuing to learn, leaving the world a better place, enjoying life without expectations and believing that I am good enough today and will be better tomorrow. See how easy it is to set goals when you know yourself and you're not being hard on yourself. So I think one of the things that I... um want people to understand is that it's so important to be the best version of yourself. Live proactively by controlling what you believe, what you buy, your attitude, what you pioneer, places you visit, where you live, what you do for work or pleasure, what you read and write, what you like and dislike, and not feeling like you have to share any of this with anyone else. There's the Facebook trap, right? Everybody's on Facebook sharing everything they think and feel and believe and this. That kind of stuff should be left for intimacy. And I find myself doing too. I'll click like on something or I'll share something and then I'll think, why did I do that? I don't, I don't really want to be part of these like internet Facebook battles about things and then Facebook sends you things because of the way you battle about it like it's those are not choices of maturity and character I want to be responsible and humble and honest and slow to anger I want to promote unity and and desire to grow and develop and have faith in the future I want to be decisive and progress driven and definitely, definitely, definitely governed by facts, not opinions, not what people think of me, but by the facts about the world and by about life. And I think that's one of the most uh, difficult things now is because we don't often get, we, we have to, we have to look pretty deep to get the facts about things. And you have to read a lot and expose yourself to a lot. And then you have to assimilate everything. So I'm going to encourage you to step out, make some lists, set some goals. But I think the most important thing I have learned in the last few years of being retired and being alone with myself a lot is that you really have to think about yourself, know yourself, ask yourself some questions. What do I love? What do I, what do I hate? Who am I? And not what do I do? And not what do I feel? But who am I? I'm an optimist. I'm a, I'm a, a giver. I'm a grower. I grow, um, I grow as a person. I, I love to learn as a person. And then you don't have to feel so bad. Like at the first part of my retirement, I just felt horrible because I felt like I wasn't making any kind of a contribution to anything anymore and that I didn't have a purpose. And so I had to reinvent myself and rethink my about myself because my retirement wasn't wholly my choice and a whole bunch of bad people um, pushed me to it. But now I look back at those people and I think, Nah, 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 because I am more fulfilled and better and 
whatever than I ever have been before. Am I saying that I don't have my down days and my down moments? Absolutely. You are allowed to wallow in things that make you upset, but you got to get up, pull yourself up through the floor and move on with your life. And setting goals has been my way of being able to do that. So I've shared some, you know, pretty personal things about my journey. I always love to hear from people. So, you know, don't hesitate to email me or um, send me a a private message through the Facebook uh, for No Room for Phonies. But I love talking to people and I don't know any more than you do about your life. It's it's been a journey of discovery and but sometimes uh telling your story to someone else really does uh help you. And as I said when I first started this podcast, it was more about me than about you and that still stands. So, good luck with your goal setting and remember, it's never too late. Thanks for listening and uh, looking forward to a uh, September 30th podcast and hopefully we're going to talk about white fragility. Um, I've, I'm halfway through the book and as well I've had a friend send me a few articles about um, that are commentary on the book. Uh, it's an interesting read. I don't agree with everything in it but there's some very interesting definitions and things to think about within it and so I think it's worth um, I'm going to have some people join me for the discussion on white fragility and uh, because I think it would be uh, interesting to have some different perspectives from people who are white and whatever color it doesn't really matter but um, I do think that uh, it's important discussion to have And um, I know that I'm privileged as a white person. And I think the other thing is that sometimes the discussion about race is held back because people are afraid that anything that they say or everything that they say is going to be taken the wrong way. And so that holds us back from talking about things. And I want to just have a big, frank, open discussion about the book and all kinds of other things. So um, stay tuned for more information about that. Enjoy the beginning of fall. Enjoy a good cup of coffee. Grab your notebook, make a list, set some goals, and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks for listening to No Room for Phonies. It's never too late setting goals in your